The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Kelvin, the money guy, he is one of the top financial advisors in the country and just a really nice guy. So he's a good guy to have in your corner. And uh, if you need to reach Kelvin anytime, don't forget you to visit his website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. And you can visit him there. You can contact him there. You can find past shows there. There's a lot of great stuff that we've talked about in the past. So if you're interested in you know, working on your money and working on your retirement goals and working on making sure that you've got that nest egg saved and finding a way to do that while still living your life and still enjoying your life, Kelvin is the guy to talk to. You can give us a call live on the air as well here, 416-870-6400. That's 416-870-6400. And you can give us a call anytime during the hour if you've got a question about something we're talking about or something else entirely that is... Uh, you know, on your mind and something that you're thinking about when it comes to your life and the intersection with your money. Kelvin, how are you doing this weekend? Hey, Chris, good morning. Good, actually. Yeah, good morning. Good? Everything's great, yeah. You know, I know the, the lockdown, you know, everything's great besides <laughs> the lockdown that's, you know, destroying our lives. But otherwise, <laughs> everything's doing okay on my end. I know, I see our hair growing longer. Eh? Everything from back March is happening again. Eh? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know what? Uh, one of the investments, if you can call it that, that I made um, this lockdown versus the last one was in actual hair clippers so that uh, my <laughs> wife can kind of take at least the sides right. and the back a little, and then we'll see what happens to the mop on the top. But uh <laughs> kind of keeps me a little sane. Oh, I tell you, what a world we live in, eh? But we'll, no, get, I know. we'll get out of it. Well, it, I think we'll get out of it by, uh, hopefully by September, we'll get back to some type of normalcy in our lives and, uh, you know, look forward to Christmas, actually. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. That that would be a, uh, I, it may sound like a lofty goal right now, but a normal Christmas would be pretty ni- a nice thing to have. And we can look forward yeah. to that yeah. by the end of this year. I think that's pretty good. Now there's, you know, life hasn't stopped, right, Kelvin? Things right. are continuing. Uh, a lot of us are still able to work, which is a, a, a wonderful thing for those of us who are able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think no one should take that for granted, especially right True. now. But when you are able to work, you still, you know, still got those issues that uh, that come up, and you're, you're. I don't want to say more money, more problems, but you've got that <laughs> money, and you've got some uh, some decisions to make about what to do with it. And when you're talking about planning for retirement, there's so much um, at hand, especially this time of year, because you're thinking about those RRSPs, mm-hmm. and you're probably hearing a lot of commercials about them, or you're going to start uh, more and more, right. and and you're, you're thinking, well, maybe uh, RSPs, TFSAs, what do I do? That's why Kelvin is here to help us talk about it. You know, you're not necessarily going to get rich quick off some hedge right. fund or <laughs> some uh, meme stock or something like that. You know, there's an actual way to plan for retirement that isn't, uh, you know, spinning the wheel at a casino. So, Kelvin, there's a way to do it. There's a way to invest you know, responsibly and invest in a way that you're going to make sure that you make you actually have some money when it comes time to call it quits and uh, enjoy your retirement yeah well look at this week that went by this this week was a really good lesson 
for us to learn. You can't get rich quick. And the markets are so volatile this week um, that a lot of people probably lost a lot of money. So I think, um, you know, be mindful of how you, of what you do. You know, the true tested way will, will, will never go away. The big blue chip, the boring way. I always say, live your, let your life, let your money life be boring and you live a, you live a great life and let your money be boring because when you do need it, it'll be there for you. So any lesson learned this week should be, I better think about the long run rather than the short term because it never works. So hopefully we learned all that lesson. So I, I was thinking, you know, how, and this is so more important now, like how do we invest our RSP in an uncertain world? Because we don't know if the second, well, the second wave is here, but we don't know about those other strings of the, the COVID. We don't know, you know, we're gonna have enough vaccines. We don't know. So there's a lot of uncertainty. So, so you need to get that uncertainty out of, out of your money and look for certain things you need to do to make sure that when you do need it, it's there. So, you know, fear is always a big factor when making investment decisions. The two things that, the two things that make you money is greed and fear. So when people are fearful, you be greedy. When people are greedy, you be fearful. Last week, or this week I just went by was a classic example. You know, we all have the herd mentality, right? Everybody's buying GameStop. I'm going to buy it too. Well, look what happened. So always make fear one of those things um, to help you guide through your invested decisions. So when you're, you know, if you're a younger person, like up to, I don't know, 20 to 50, you know, try and try and get a 6 to 8% return on your money, which is doable without taking a lot of risk. If you're getting that kind of return, it means you're doubling your money every 10 years or so, which is typically what the markets do every 10 years. So don't try and shoot the lights out. Um, you know, have some thought process to what you're doing. You know, Chris, there's saying there's always this, uh, there's always rules, right? You know, this, our lives are guided by rules. So one of the rule before the COVID was take your age and minus 50. So if you're 50 years old, 50% of your money should be in equities and the other part should be in bonds and fixed income. Well, the COVID has changed it all because what's happening is, as you know, interest rates are an all-time low, so you're not going to make any money. GICs, you're not making any money. Um, you know, bond rates, they're, they're low. So maybe you need to sit back with your advisor or if you don't have one, give me a call and see what your mixture is in your funds. Maybe you're holding too much fixed income so that you're not even hedging inflation. You know, inflation is creeping up, right? About 2%, I think, something like that. Well, that's it. When inflation and uh, and uh, interest are, you know, around the same mark, your money's not doing very much in the mm -hmm. bank. Right, Kelvin? They're past generations who used to be able to put their money in the bank and i'm sure you can remember you could put your money yeah. in the bank and yeah. just watch it grow and, and it for alone. a yeah. generation that is for this generation it's uh working now and planning on retiring in a few years that's not yeah. possible that's not going to happen it's it's the total opposite when our parents days you know 18 percent uh you know mortgage was 20 percent and jic was 18 percent, so they didn't have to worry too much for us, it's the opposite. A mortgage is below 3%. I heard the bank advertising the other day, put your money in your, in your RSP there and they'll pay you 1.5%. 
So inflation is bonus. At two. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you're still so losing money in that equation. Yeah. yeah. So you really need to sit back and think about, um, you know, your weighting of your money. How am my money, um, you know, distributed within my portfolio? And at what age I am, if I'm at 65, my thought process is a little bit different than a 45-year-old. Now, the 65 guy is going to live till he's 85. So you got to make sure that you have some money working for you. So you don't, so when you get to that age, you don't freak out that you have no money. So it's very strategic, you know, it's investing is like sports. I think I don't want to, I don't want to simplify it, but I think it's more like sports, you know, a great, a great offense will win you games, right? But a great defense will win you championships. Actually, except if you're Brady. <laughs> right? True. That he he'll he he'll make sure that he's in the Super Bowl regardless of what's going on. <laughs> yeah. So that's how you know that's how you need to think about your money if you're you know sports minded. Think about it that way. So you need to invest your RSPs today. Uh, you know you need to invest your RSPs so that you're living your life today. You're having fun today, but you're you're looking at tomorrow. And when we talk about retiring, I mean, we tend to bombard people with retiring, retiring. Make some goals for yourself, like short-term goals. Like, don't just think, what if you never make it to retirement? So I have a, I mean, we can't travel and stuff, but make a plan for yourself of what you want in the next three years. What do you want in the next five years, next 10, next 15 years? And move on, because if you could do those, if you could do those short-term goals successfully, well, certainly the long-term goals should be easy attainable. And many times you will achieve those goals without even knowing it because it automatically happens. So try and make your life, your money life automatic. You know how we pay our bills through Visa or whatever? Well, make your saving life, make your money life automatic. So make sure every three and a half months or four months you're talking to your advisor. Make sure you're looking at uh, you know your life, your health, your kids, every, you know what's going on in your life. And always change your your plan to suit what you're doing in that current moment and look six months ahead. Don't look six months backwards um, because it's already passed. So plan it out for the next little while. And if you do so successively, you'll, you'll live a great life. Not only would you have money in the future, but you won't want for nothing now. You know, we only live once, right? So, you know, speaking of uh, sports analogy, one way that I always look at decisions that are made is money life or any part of your life is like a goalie. You know, if you're a goalie and you're thinking about that one that you just let in, you're going to let in another one. You're spending your time. You're still reliving it in your head over and over. If I only moved a half an inch uh, quicker, half an inch further, I would have been able to take uh, get that in front of that puck and right. stop it. But exactly. you know what you're doing when you're thinking about that? You're going to let in the next one because it's coming from somewhere else entirely and well maybe we'll see if we can fit some more sports analogies into the rest of the show <laughs> as we continue here talking about your retirement and planning for your retirement and using your rsps in an uncertain world because you know uh, as certain as some things are in our lives other things are not and trying to uh 
find a way to find some certainty in our investment and something reliable that will take us through into retirement and beyond is the goal of your life and your money and making sure you can still enjoy your life and like Kelvin said keep it excite keep your life exciting and your money life boring and that is what we'll continue talking about here as the show continues 416-457-7526 is Kelvin's number to reach him off the air 416 416- 457-7526 and askkelvin.ca ask k-e-l-v-i-n dot c-a Loretta's spinning the tracks giving us a little more money more problems there but we'll solve those problems on the other side of the break here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto I am Chris Creston joined as always by Kelvin the money guy he's one of the top financial advisors in the country and a really nice guy so he's a good guy to know and you can get to know him at askkelvin.ca that's ask k-e-l-v-i-n dot c-a and we've been talking about rrsps we've been talking of course about the uncertain future how you can still plan for your retirement given all the uncertainty around us and we'll dig a little bit more into some of the basics about rrsps Mm. you know kelvin so many people uh, I, I find, especially this week, we've been, my friends and I will be talking about what's been going on with uh, shorts and things like that, and not board shorts, not not uh, cargo shorts, but shorting stocks, and, you know, investing will come up, and you see some people who you know, will, I don't know if it's a typo, but you get RSP instead of RRSP, right. the Registered Retirement Savings Plan, so right. I think a lot of people don't fully understand what an RRSP is, and we'll dig into that in a few minutes, but I do want to get to a caller who's on the air. We've got George in Scarborough who called up, and we'll get you uh, coming up here. George, what is your question for Kelvin? Uh, Yes, hi. Uh, Good morning. Um, I was just uh, curious from the last show um, Mm. why uh, you you do not recommend uh, investing in an RRSP if your annual income is less than 40000 uh, per year, I was wondering why not fifty thousand per year or sixty thousand per year. Right. Good morning, George. Thanks for the question. Sure. Actually, actually, yeah, it's a good question. What happens is the RSP is based on your income, like your last year's income. So typically, if your income is around forty thousand, typically your you know those people have uh, not everyone, but they they have credit card debts, things like that. Your tax bracket is about a twenty percent, so you know your your tax break is not as big. Right. So you want to defer the 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 room until your income goes up, assuming it's going to go up in the next few years, and then you make a big one-time contribution. So people like that, I always say, listen, maybe set up a TFSA and save your money there because you really don't need the tax break now. When your income gets a little bit higher, take all the money from the TFSA and buy the RSP. Now, there's a couple of exceptions to that rule. And one of the thing is, if you're going to buy a house, if you're a first-time buyer, then maybe you want to load up on the RSP because you're going to use the money, um, you know, next year to buy your house. Or if you um, are planning to go back to school in the next few years, um, you know, you can take the money out tax-free to finance your education. So you can take 10000 They allow you to take 10000 per year. You have to pay it back at some point in time, but it allows you to get some tax relief today and then take the money out a few years from now when you're ready, if you're going back to school. So those are the only two exceptions, I would say. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, so I was going to say, uh, if you're allowed to uh, uh, take money out of your RRSP uh, to finance your education, 
why pay it back at all? Or are you, are you, I guess you're supposed to pay it back, right? You're supposed to, but you should. But, you know, it's, a, it's something I explain on paper. Doing it on the radio is like cutting hair. But it's you, you shouldn't, even the home buyer's plan, and when you do the math, you shouldn't really pay it back. But that's another discussion. It's something we can talk about off air, actually. It's a big, it's too hard to explain on air. So call me after, and I can show you on paper. Sure. Okay? Thank All you. All right. Have a nice day. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for the call, George. Appreciate it. And George, if you want to reach Kelvin off the air and anyone else wants to reach Kelvin off the air, the number is 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. And you can start planning on that investment in your education mm-hmm. or in that first time home and maybe find a way to not have to pay that yeah. back. And that's a, a complicated situation yeah, too much to is. go into right now. Yeah. Most Especially people shouldn't now. pay back. Yeah. Most people shouldn't be back the home buyer's plan and things like that. Look for other ways to save the money. You know, you said about RSPs. People are going, Mm -hmm. I have to buy an RSP. And and the origins of RSPs, I mean, it was started about 61 years ago. And it's really a mini pension plan. And the reason it started because doctors or physicians a long time ago had no pension plan, no government-sponsored plan or whatever. So they lobbied the government back then to set up some type of pension plan and they just happen to call it an RSP. But when people buy RSPs today, they buy it for the wrong reason. People buy RSPs to save taxes. Well, you should be buying your RSPs for growth because remember the RSPs is a tax deferral. So one day you're gonna have to pay it back the saving you got today. So, you know, a lot of things have changed in the last 60 years, taxes have gone up. Now, if you think taxes are gonna come down in the future, maybe load up on RSPs, go and buy as much as you can. But if you think it's going to stay the same or go up, you know, maybe think about doing something else with your money. I'm not saying RSPs are a bad thing. What I'm saying is you have to think about, do I really need to buy it? So the RSPs are perfect. It's perfect if you're looking to invest in, you know, some uh, some tax um, sheltered vehicle to reduce your taxable income you know, saving for retirement, buying a house, like I said, or financing your education, that kind of stuff. But you have to sit down and do the math and figure out, um, you know, should I buy it or what should I do with it? So the, another question people ask is how much can, can I contribute to my RSP? So you can, the, there's no hard um, or how much, yeah, how much should I buy my RSP? There's no hard or fast rule it all depends on you and your lifestyle, right? Um, so contribution room for 2020 is um, 18. The, so how they figured out is 18% of your income minus pension adjustments. Um, so your maximum contribution now is this year is $27,230 that you can contribute to your RSP. Now to get that amount of RSP room, your income has to be 100 $70,000, and that means you're maximizing, you've got the maximum room. So for example, if you earned $50,000 and you made an RSP contribution of 9,000, that'll be your max, you get back 2,100 and so on. So most people don't max the RSPs. Most people uh, will put in enough. Actually, that's how we know people buy RSPs to save taxes because they'll only put in enough to offset the tax. <laughs> right. So, you know, so don't be doing, in fact, more people buy lottery tickets than RSPs. 
because we're, all, we're always guessing. We're guessing. We're always guessing. Like right? I said earlier, spinning that big wheel and and hoping that you're going to make a little bit of money off of it. And you're looking for that windfall, right? That's why I think a lot of right. people chase when they're buying their RSP. It's not yeah. thinking about yeah. the retirement part of that savings plan. They're thinking about that tax benefit that they're going to get at the tax that they're going to be mm-hmm. receiving uh, in the mail in the springtime. And then they're going to you know, use it to uh, some people, I guess, when we could go places, would finance a vacation that way. Or mm-hmm. they'd buy a new TV or they'd buy a new lawnmower, maybe something, right. uh, another big ticket item that they <laughs> wanted to buy, a fancy toy or something like that. And I suppose some of those things can improve your life and make things better. Well, but you're going to pay that back at some point right like at at some point those taxes are going to be paid yeah well the thing is with the rsps when you get the refund you know the idea was to put it away and make your rsp contribution for next year but man i there's probably only 0.9 percent of the population that does that because you know how we live our lives right uh man i got a two thousand dollar uh tax refund i'm gonna buy that TV, <laughs> on yeah. a 90 inch TV to watch Super Bowl, <laughs> yeah. right? 4K, 8K, 20K. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you have to be very mindful about it. Like I said, I've been doing this for a long time and every, seems like every five years, there's some changes or some things that happen and, and we don't change. The consumer doesn't change their behavior, their habits. And, I, and you really need to do that. You know, financial advising is, is really becoming a big, big deal now as it always was but it's coming a real people really need to sit down with an advisor and figure out their lives because there's so many things that goes beyond uh, the stock markets it's all the other stuff that you that you're probably not getting that you need you know anybody chris you could go and buy a a mutual fund or investment or a bond i don't know whatever you buy you just go on the internet and buy it, right? Get get all of my advice on Reddit and see and and follow the herd <laughs> to whatever's next. Right. Think of all these wealth simple and questry and all that kind of stuff. They're inhuman. They don't give. You, there's no emotions. They don't give you any mm-hmm. tax planning ideas. They don't. Nobody sits down with you and listens to you because there's nobody to listen. There's nobody there. So part of our job as a financial advisor, what I found. We really need to sit down and listen to people, to listen to what you want, you know, not what you think you want, but what you want, you know. So maybe after the break, we'll go into, um, you know, I get this question. I have a pension. Tell them you think I should buy an RSP, that kind of stuff. You know? Cool. I think just before we take the break, uh, Calvin, I'm going to try and squeeze Michael in. He's been waiting on hold for a few oh. minutes here. Michael in Whitby, what's your question for Calvin? My question for Calvin is simply, I would like to know what my annual income actually is. I have a portfolio uh, of which uh, I draw my living expenses from, and uh, it used to be four grand a month prior to the pandemic. And then when the pandemic came, I said, okay, let's cut that down in half. I think I can live on the $2,000 a month. All right, so for the last eight months, I, I have indeed been on 2000 I found that, I mean, geez, just my Walmart bills are almost approaching that. But uh, <laughs> so I've, I've asked my uh, financial advisor to up it to $2,500 per month. In addition, I get uh, 
my CPP of after taxes $600 a month. So my question is, what is my annual income? Is it based on that $2,500 and the $600 a month being $3,100 a month? Or is it what I make on my portfolio per year? Mm -hmm. So it's a combination of uh, all those things. So for your CPP is uh, your income. Um, the thirty, the twenty five hundred you're getting is that from a RIF or something? Or yeah, yeah. So that's income. So anything comes out of an RSP, a pension, is income. Um, anything that you may have outside of your RSP, um, you know, you might get a T three or you might get a dividend, and those things are. Sometimes it's tax, sometimes it's not, depending on you. So you're, you're under the threshold. So um, to answer your question, yes, everything that you're getting is income. So the 3100 you're getting is income. All right, 3100 times 10 would be 31000 31000 right. All right. So is that my income then for the year? That's what I was yes. taxed on is like 3100 or... 31,000, and I know we're a few thousand short with the mathematics there, but that is my annual income. Yes, that's right. You're right. All right, Calvin, thank you for that, and uh, I enjoy listening to both you and Chris on a weekly basis. Great. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thank you so much for calling, Michael. Really appreciate it, and uh, take that uh, knowledge and use it wisely. We'll continue talking about your life and your money and talking about RSPs and planning for those RSPs with an uncertain future ahead. Your life, your money, continuing here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. AskKelvin.ca is the website. That's askkelvin.ca, and you can call them anytime off the air at 416 416- Four five seven seven five two six. That's four one six four five seven plan, and that is where you can reach Kelvin to talk about anything we're talking about here, or talk about your retirement savings plans, or talk about what uh, whatever your advisor has told you. If you want a second opinion, if you don't have an advisor and you want to bounce something off of them as well, four one six four five seven seven five two six. That's four one six. 457 plan and Kelvin we've been talking this hour about RRSPs we've been talking about uh, them a little bit on the history of them talking about uh, the future of them and talking about sort of the uncertain future we have and how to plan for it and some things haven't changed in the pandemic some rules stayed the same and you know, wondering you know when you do have a pension plan at work how much should I contribute to my RSP? Do I need to contribute at all? Is the work pension plan enough? I'm sure that's probably a question that you get a lot mm-hmm. from clients and new clients. Yeah, so the answer is, for most people, the answer is yes. I should buy I should buy the RSP. I'm not a big fan of RSPs, but if you do it properly, it will really help you and excel your retirement and get you there. If you If you have a pension at work, then you're obviously going to contribute less to your to the pension outside of work because you can put eight. Remember, I said um, to contribute to an RSP, how, the way they calculate is eighteen percent of your income minus any you know pension adjustments or plans that you may have. So if you have a pension plan, you can put in less. If you don't have one, uh, you can put in way more. So an example is if my income is eighty thousand dollars. 
My maximum contribution for this year is 14,400. That gives me a tax saving of about 4,300. So really what I did was I took 14,000 and turned it into 18,000. If I compound that 18,000 and I'm assuming I'm a 50 year old guy, you know, by the time I'm 71, that 18,000 should triple. So if you use your RSPs that kind of way, you'll be fine. So yes, the answer is you should buy an RSP. Now there's a group of people that doesn't need to buy an RSP at all or shouldn't outside of their plan. And those are usually government workers, teachers, uh, police officers, you know, civil servants. They typically have great pensions. So buying an, an RSP outside of those plans really creates a big problem for you. Because I've seen people that retire um, in those professions um, that started when they were young. And, you know, they have five, $600,000 in their pensions. Well, man, if you're 60 years old and you have that kind of money in your RSPs, when you hit 71 and you have to start riffing your money or taking it out, well, that's where the problem starts because now you're going to be clawed back for your old age. Um, there's things that might not happen for you. So really, you got to sit back and do some planning right now about that kind of stuff and make sure that I don't have too much in my RSPs, which is that a brings good us back to, to have, the. But, uh... Mo money, mo problem situation there, yeah, right? Because yeah. if you do have, if you've got that pension coming in and paying you out, and you've also got that uh, money coming through your RIF, coming through from your RSP, mm-hmm. all of a sudden your income that you were, uh, you know, you're happy to have is actually right. hurting you and costing you money in taxes. Well, that's a, that's a big problem. That's a big problem that people don't realize now. So if you're in your 50s, like late 50s, heading into 60s, you better be doing some strategic planning right now. Maybe you have to have a look at your income and say, man, maybe I'm going to um, decumulate or maybe I want to work part-time and and supplement my income with part of my RSP so I can reduce. My... Remember, the idea of the RSP was put the money in when your income's high and take the money out when your income's low, like a teeter-totter, right? Put it in and it's high, take it out when it's low. The problem there is that when you retire, your income is not going to be that much lower because of inflation. Look how expensive it is to live. Like the caller was just saying, his Walmart bill is like two grand, right? So, you know, you really have to be strategic about what you do. So what happens to my RSPs when I retire? So when I retire... By the time I'm age, when I'm 71, I have to start taking my money out. So you've got to start, we call it a RIF. It's the upside of an RSP. An RSP, you put money in. A RIF, you take money out. So the limits are, when you're 71, it's 6.2% of all the money you have in your, in your RIF. So if you have a large number in there, you're going to get a large amount coming out. Now, if you have a spouse and you can income split and that's great but typically what happens is by the time you hit 80 85 one spouse passes away all the money flows to the other spouse and that's where a lot of the problems begin because now you have twice as much as what you had so be very strategic about what you do as you get older it's a good problem to have but you really need to sit down with your advisor and and figure out what is going to happen in the next five or 10 years with my money life. 
Yes, I want to double my money. Yes, I want to have a good return and all that kind of stuff. But the flip side is, how am I going to protect it, the money from the tax man? Are there That's any situations, the Kelvin, when you, know, when you were talking about spouses and talking about income splitting, where one spouse should be contributing to the RSP and the other one shouldn't, you know, based on, based on the income? Mm-hmm. So typically those are, those are again, uh, people that have great pensions or two, like two of the two parents are teachers, you know, so one maybe should not contribute um, and, and take a look at the forecast with your pension plan. How much am I going to get when I'm 60 or whatever the factor is, right? Whenever you retire and work backwards, you know, live your money life backwards in the sense that figure out where, what do I want in the next five, 10 years? Or what am I going to get from pensions, you know, work pension, RSPs, TFSCs, that kind of stuff. And then do some planning and maybe take some money out of the RSP now and pay a little bit of tax. Then take, then pay a lot down the road, you know? So it's all, it's all your thought process on, on what you do. And uh, making sure that you're, you're planning that money, uh, appropriately so that you're not paying too much tax on it because eventually, like you keep saying, that's a deferral. Eventually that money that you got in your refund, you're going to have to pay it back eventually. And managing all of that is something that uh, I know we like to think that we can do on our own, but having an advisor on your side definitely, definitely helps make, uh, make a more objective decision. And, you know, and you can tap into years of experience. You, like you said, Kelvin, you only live once, so you only have an opportunity yeah. to make these mistakes once. <laughs> but if you've got uh, if you've got thirty years of experience, like you do, Kelvin, you've seen how people make mistakes, and you can learn from them. And you, you know, why not tap into those years of experience that Kelvin has as one of the top financial advisors in the country? You can give him a call anytime at four one six four five seven seven five two six. That's four one six. 457 plan. AskKelvin.ca is the website. That's askkelvin.ca. More of your life, your money continuing here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. That is the number to get a hold of Kelvin anytime off the air. You can also visit his website, askkelvin.ca. Ask K-E-L-V-I-N.ca. That's Kelvin, the money guy. That's the guy that we talk to here on Your Life, Your Money. He's one of the top financial advisors in the country. So he's a great guy to have in your corner. Kelvin, this hour we've been talking about RSPs and planning for retirement in an uncertain future. And there's still a few points that we should probably try and get to here before mm-hmm. we have to go. But um, Calvin, tell me, tell me, you know, we, so many people do think about RSPs in a way of, of you know dealing with that tax, trying to get that refund, but you're going to have to pay that tax back eventually. So is, is there a way to sort of balance it and make sure that you're getting your tax maximizing your tax efficiency when getting money out of your RSPs? Well, one, one problem I find is that uh, as, you, as you get to that 71, your income starts ballooning, getting bigger and bigger because of the RSP and I have to start taking it out. So if you're not going to need much money from your RSPs until you're 70, in your 70s, right? Well, you may want to consider retiring earlier than you thought or you planned out. 
um, and start taking your money out of your RSPs early. So it'll get taxed at a much lower rate than keeping it from ballooning until you're, you know, in your 70s, well into your 80s and passing on a big debt to someone, family or your estate or something like that. So I would say maybe start thinking about early retirement, depending again on the amount of money you may have inside the RSPs. So sit down with your advisor and, or give me a call and let's do the math. Remember, people lie, but math don't lie, right? <laughs> Perfect. It's true. And uh, Kelvin, you know, as we uh, near the end of the show, we should probably uh, talk a little bit more about uh, RSPs. And I think one of those sort of age old questions has been, you know, if I've got some extra money, do I put that towards my mortgage if I'm trying to pay that down or do we contribute more money to the RSP? So that's one of those questions like the caramel in the, in the chocolate, <laughs> <laughs> right? What do I do? <laughs> so again, you have to look at interest rates. Anything that guides you, it's look at interest rates. Where, what am I paying out of my getting? So today's world, interest rates are below 3%. So if I had $10,000, what do I do? Do I pay out my mortgage or do I invest it in an RSP? So the, there's no typical answer, but what I would do is I would take the 10,000, pay down the mortgage and go borrow back to 10,000. So that portion of your mortgage, that 10,000 that you borrowed back is now tax deductible. So what you've done is you've, you've, you've got your cake and eat it too. You pay down your mortgage and now you're having a tax deduction and you're growing your money outside an RSP. So you're, you're killing three birds with one stone. It seems complicated because we're talking on the radio, but uh, how I look at things like that, because it's a great opportunity for us to do things. This pandemic has changed a lot of things that we've done with our money. So you, my, my thought process is always sit down and figure out what's good for you, not for somebody else, but what's good for you. What falls into your, what, you know, what makes your life better, more tax efficient things like that. And remember, like I say, we only live once, you know, so don't get too caught up with, uh, you know, say, I'm not discouraging saving. It's wrong. Like, don't, you know, don't get me wrong, but I'm saying, you know, live a little, spend a little, save a little, have a great life. And, you know, things will work out for us. Um, and, and use advice, get advice, we get it. You know, we, we seek advice on a whole bunch of things, but we never get advice about our money. We think we can do it ourselves. And many times as we hit 55 plus, we think, oh my God, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. And then we get in that panic mode. If you've got a good 10 years before you retire or before you turn 70 or 60, whatever, whenever you want to retire, it, that's all you need really is a good 10 years to plan out what you, what you want to do. Um, you know, we live in the best country in the world. We have a lot of benefits. We have CPP, we have old age. So those things are income towards you, what you do. So don't do without things today, but sit down and do some strategic planning so that when you do get older, you know, you lived a great life, right? Remember, as, as what's the point of having all this money without enjoying it? Then we have health issues and things like that. Right. You know, so yeah, think about what you do with your money. It's a new decade that we're in. So if you plan out your life properly, when we hit 10 years from now, which will go by really quick, 
and you look back, you'll go, you know what? I'm glad I did all these things. I'm glad I sat down with someone and that helped me do my thinking with my money. Uh, you can't do everything on your own. Well, and and that's exactly it. I think that there are uh, things that you can do on your own, and and likely most of us are going to do things to a certain extent, but you're not going to do them as well. I can guarantee you. Oh, I I recocked my uh, bathtubs this weekend, and I did an okay job for a guy who doesn't know what he's doing. I guarantee you, if I had a professional in there doing it, it would look a lot nicer and it would probably last a lot longer. And there's other right. things, you know, that's a skill. And I think that uh, managing money is a skill, especially when you know what, uh, when you've had years of experience, you've seen market fluctuations, you've seen mm-hmm. other people make a lot of money, you've seen people lose a lot of money, and and you've seen people who are able to find that balance and find that way to live their life while planning for retirement. And I think that that's so yeah. important. And I, I love, Kelvin, that you give people permission to enjoy their life a little bit uh, and sure. you know, have some of those finer things while they're still young. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I say, sit down and plan your money life um, and not just your money. Plan out your whole life, like everything about you. How are you going to live? Enjoy yourself, you know. Take take this last year, the lockdown, and change things. Change your life and you'll be, and we'll all be fine. So, right? Thank you, Kelvin, for another great show. I think we've all learned a lot. If you need to reach Kelvin, you just want to reach out to him for a second opinion or you don't have a planner and you're thinking, well, you know what, rather than looking for Reddit, looking to Reddit for my investment plans, I'll ask Kelvin instead. AskKelvin.ca is the website. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. And you can call him anytime, 416 416- Four five seven seven five two six. That's four one six four five seven. Plan, Kelvin. Thanks again for another great show, and thank you all for making us part of your Sunday. Stay tuned to Global News Radio six forty Toronto. The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio six forty Toronto.